And welcome to Marriage and Money, a conversational podcast about personal financial topics aimed at improving conversations about money in your marriage so you can reach your dreams together. This is a weekly discussion brought to you by a seemingly financially incompatible couple bonded by the legal contract of marriage. My name is David, your favorite saver, and I'm joined by this spender full of personality, Heather. That's right. <laughs> loads and loads of it. More personality than I could possibly <laughs> imagine or hope We'd for. We'd love to hear from you all. Please send us questions or comments. You can email us at marriageandmoneypodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at marriage.and.money. Well, we have a great show planned for you today. I know you weren't expecting that, but but we have a great show. <laughs> today we're going to be talking about um, different money personality types. I am so excited about this topic. I know I've said that on a few of the episodes, none of them which are saving episodes, but um, <laughs> I am really pumped about this because I think it's a super fun topic. I... You've done a lot of personality types I, and quizzes and type types of stuff for like yeah, that, right? I am a total, I would total follow into the, all of those quizzes or anything that head online. But yes, I love personality quizzes. I hope I think, I think I've taken most of them. If there is a personality quiz out there that I haven't taken, please let me know. Email me, message me. Um, I've done the Myers-Briggs. I've done Enneagram. I've done the Animal Strengths Finders. You name it. If it's a personality quiz, I have taken it. I love this stuff. And you've tried to make me go through and take it and get all excited about every single one of them. I know. And you just don't get the same excitement. I struggle. I mean, I see the value in them. I do see the value. But but at the same time, it gets a little bit, um, it, it can be hard to really get focused on it and just see myself as identified in every single one of those. Yeah. I just really like them because it helps you understand yourself better and why you behave you do. And the way you do and i am always trying to 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 self-improve and get better and so it helps me to be aware of what my weaknesses are what my strengths are and like be able to just be a better human all around so we thought what better way to figure out also how best to talk about money in your marriage with by understanding your money personality so this is something i hadn't really thought of i mean we talk a lot about spender versus saver and different like parts of our personality but we hadn't really talked about a quiz or a test out there um so we thought this could be an interesting topic i also think what's interesting about david and i is that while we are different in some ways the spender versus the saver there are a lot of ways that we are similar and I think that's what makes life interesting. Um, I'm not sure that it would be good to be all completely opposite or all completely the same. So I think we've got a good balance of um, having some things in common, but then being able to balance each other by having different perspectives. So I think this will be interesting. And hopefully this will be interesting for you and your spouse. Agreed. So we talk a lot about, you know, spender versus saver. And I think that that is a big component of a money personality, obviously. Um, and it's a spectrum, right? So if you think about it, like in a personality test on, you know, whether you're an extrovert or an introvert, right? There's a spectrum. You can be an extreme, you know, either one, introvert or extrovert, or you can be somewhere in the middle. And I think that that's what the spender and saver is kind of a spectrum, right? You can be extreme spender, extreme saver. Um, or you can be somewhere in the middle. But I think there's a lot of other things to consider than just that spectrum. 
So, like, what? Like, what are you, what are you thinking of, for, well, for example? Well, I think we're going to jump into some other tests. But another one that you often hear about, specifically from Dave Ramsey, is nerd versus free spirit. And, again, that has nothing to do with spender or saver. It's a completely different spectrum. So that one kind of, the nerd is really into spreadsheets, really into tracking, really into, you know, being able to kind of track and nerd out on, like, you're tracking your finances. And the free spirit is like, I don't care. I don't need to know the number. Everything is in the wind, like let it. And then obviously, again, that's a spectrum, right? You can have people that are okay with it, but aren't extreme either way. And again, I, for example, am a spender, but I'm a nerd. So normally I think you wouldn't think that. You'd think the spender would be more the free spirit, but they are completely unrelated and different um, spectrums. So all of these different spectrums can come into an overall money personality, which is what makes it so fascinating and people so fascinating because you can have all these different combinations of different things to make up who that person is. Oh, yeah. And and I'm very much on the, the saver side, as we talked about, and we'll well, get are? more into that in a little bit. <laughs> but we, we did some Googling on different money personality tests, and we were looking for free tests that were out there. And there are a few out there. Some of them are really bad, um, like completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we took several of these tests, and they... A couple of them just did not mesh at all. So um, we picked um, we, we picked out two different tests uh, that we thought uh, looked like they were reasonable. Uh, it looked like they, they gave some some reasonable uh, insights that we that resonated with us. Um, the first one was Money Harmony. This was a smaller website, right? Yeah. So again, like. We have a very small budget for this podcast, which is basically zero. So, you know, we had to go to the interwebs for, you know, what was out there for free. Um, and again, this is not something we had ever really done, taken a personality test, so we didn't know it was out there. So, yeah, so the first one we did was Money Harmony. This one was, and we will link to this, these in the show notes, so you guys can go out and take them as well if you love these tests as much as I do. Um, this one had 20 questions, and each question had five answers to select from. So they were situational type questions and you had to pick one. Um, and I think the reason there were five answers is because at the end of it, there are five personality types that it defines and it rate it rates you. So you get, you answered so many questions as each of these different personalities. So just to over go over them really quickly, the first personality type is called an amasser. Uh, amasser is if you te- you tend to be a money amasser, if you are happiest when you have large amounts of money at your disposal to spend, to save, and or to invest. If you are not actually spending, saving, or investing, you may feel empty or not fully alive. You tend to equate money with self-worth and power. So a lack of money may lead to feelings of failure and even depression. So that is kind of a high level on an amasser. The next one is an avoider. If you tend to be a money avoider, you probably have a hard time balancing your checkbook, paying your bills promptly, and doing your taxes until the very last minute. You may avoid making a budget or keeping any kind of financial record. You won't know how much money you have, how much you owe, or how much you spend. The third type is a hoarder. If you tend to be a hoarder, you like to save money. You also like to prioritize your financial goals. You probably have a budget and may enjoy the processes of making up a budget and reviewing it periodically. You most likely have a hard time spending money on yourselves and your loved ones for luxury items or even practical gifts. 
The fourth type is a money monk. You are a money monk. You think that money is dirty, that it is bad, and that you have if you have too much of it, it will corrupt you. In general, you believe that money is the root of all evil. It stands to reason that you identify with people of modest means rather than with those that amass wealth. And finally, the last category is spender. If you are a spender, you enjoy using your money to buy yourself goods and services for your immediate pleasure. You probably get satisfaction from spending money on gifts for others. The odds are that you have a hard time saving money and prioritizing the things you'd like in your life. So David, what did you think of those five? How did you rate on rank on these? Well, um, when I took the test, I of the 20 questions, I had zero that aligned with spender. So I don't know if that's a surprise <laughs> to you at all. So you're a little on the extreme of saver on the spender saver spectrum. I am definitely, well, it just means I'm on the low side of spender. So if you, it, the descriptions that you true. read, a master had a fair amount of spending in it, if you remember. Yes. And my, my second least would be money monk. So I don't think money is evil. Um, I had one positive response out of the 20 to identify with money monk. Avoider, uh, I had three responses, so still pretty low. A masser was up to five. So I just want to call out <laughs> that my second most identified area is a masser, which has to do with spending. Partially, yes. Partially. <laughs> so let's just admit that I am not adverse completely but shockingly your response was so hoarder was was my <laughs> my number one with 11 responses wow 11 11 out half. 11 out of 20 uh identified with hoarder and um yeah and so i think i think that i identify with with the description a lot of that um i i guess i wouldn't put myself in a hoarder i don't know hoarder seems like a bad word but um don't get stuck on the label. It's more the description. <laughs> yeah, I I totally resonated with this test. I thought this test was awesome. This was totally me. I came in as an amasser with eight responses, which is totally me because I am a, a mix of a spending and saving. Um, you know, I, I do say I'm a spender and I enjoy spending and I feel free to spend, but I do also like to save. Um, but I just, I do like having lots of money. I know that sounds horrible, but, and I need to be careful about it, but this is why these things are good because it identifies that that is a value of mine. And so I need to make sure that I don't idolize it and it doesn't become, you know, an idol for me. But what I thought was interesting for me is I was pretty split down the middle between hoarder and spender. So hoarder actually had more, I had five responses and spender, I had four. So I actually was more of a hoarder than a spender, which was interesting to me. But that's where I would say, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm not I know, sure I agree with that. With I know compared to you, I'm definitely a spender, but I do like to save. I, I do, because I do want to have money, right? I don't want to be broke. Sure. So, um, where, so where do you think you've seen this in our marriage, like the differences? Well, I think, I think on the amasser side with you, it's, it's meant that you value a lot of things that I don't value as much. Like you value having a luxury car or having, and I, I, I like I like luxury cars. I like nice houses. I like I like having stuff, right? Like nice stuff is, who doesn't like nice stuff? Um, but 
I think the the clash for us has been over do we value that nice stuff or do we value the security more? And for me, I value the security uh, more. And for you, you value the the nice stuff and the status that comes with nice stuff, I think, a little bit more. Right. Yeah, I think, again, you nailed it. I think our biggest issue with for us has been what to do with our money. I do like to spend and I do like to go for fa- for nice things. I like a fancy dinner. I like to buy stuff for the house. And you really don't have any interest in that. Um, and it's actually really difficult for you to spend at all. Uh, you want to just save every penny. And um, so we have to be very thoughtful and prepare when we're making money spending decisions. We can't just wing it. Um, another example where I've seen that in our lives is around like gifts for people. Like I will on a moment's notice, you know, feel have a friend who's going through something or whatever and want to buy something for them or treat them. Um, it's my kind of one of my natural reactions. And I feel like you're not always on board with that. You need time and plan. And was it in the budget and to think through things? And so I think that's where kind of the not that you don't get there. It's just it needs to be more planful and we need to talk through it. Um, I like having a budget. Exactly. <laughs> but things come up. Things come up. Surprises happen. And I think the other thing for me on the spending side is, and this is something I have to be careful with, is I do like to spend for immediate pleasure. And that was kind of in the definition of the spender. Um, For example, if I'm feeling bad, I do sometimes like to buy something. Um, I know that's not healthy and I don't recommend it, but it is something that's true about me. I remember one time, or even like if I'm happy, like I remember one time in college, I had just finished my finals. I think I shared this story. I was walking through the union and they had all these tables up and they were selling like CDs and I bought like a $5 CD because I was just like, hey, I accomplished this goal. I'm feeling good and I wanted to treat myself. And I know that that's something I like to do and I know that that doesn't really do you at all. But I have no. to be careful because I can't, it, it can get a little overboard. In fact, spending money when I'm not feeling well or feeling down can actually make me feel more down. <laughs> It's yeah, actually I don't get that, but. demotivating. What was that? <laughs> I said I don't get that, but oh, yeah, I know that's probably. Yeah. So, is there anything else with these types you think was missing, or you know, or I, surprised you? I thought these were pretty comprehensive. It, it there wasn't anything I thought about. Pretty adding. comprehensive to me as well. I didn't see anything missing necessarily. Um, I, I'm sure there are. I'm sure that there's always something that isn't captured in these personality tests, which is one of the reasons that I have a tough time with personality tests. But that's why there's so many, and you need to take all of them so that you capture everything. Oh, that's the beauty. Gosh. So why don't you tell about the second quiz we found? Yeah, so the second quiz that we found was one offered by uh, Rachel Cruz, and it was a 10-question quiz. Um, the And it measured you based on a spectrum for different values. and. Her total quiz, you got to pay for it. We didn't pay for it because, again, our budget is zero on this. <laughs> but if you pay for it, you get a you get a quiz with like a spectrum uh, on seven different values. the The quiz included only three values, and it didn't tell you what the other values were. Um, but this this ten question quiz uh, with uh, only two answers to select from. So it, it very much bucketed you, are you on this side of this topic or are you on the other side of this topic? It was They were binary choices. And there were the three values that were looked at were um, around the, the spender saver, so on that spectrum. 
Spender, of course, being someone with with money burning a hole in their pocket, so the very extreme on that. Um, Saver, again, on the very extreme, money, keep money tucked away, maybe under a mattress, even kind of a kind of a a, a paranoid saver. Um, and then scarcity would be the second value. So money scarcity is it. Is money? Do you believe money has low scarcity or high scarcity? If it's if it's low scarcity, that's kind of this attitude of I can always make more. It's not a big deal. I, I can always get more money. High scarcity meaning my money is finite. I need to be very cautious with it because when I spend it, that money is gone. And then the third value was between safety and status. So which there do you value more? Safety, of course, meaning. I want to be able to withstand emergencies that come up, a job loss, any unexpected expenses, and status being, well, that's all good, but really what I want is that name brand purse, that luxury car, or I want to be seen as successful by others. Um, so those were the three three pieces on them. Um, where where I landed, of course, on this was that I was listed as an extreme saver. Does that surprise you? <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> I think everybody who listens to this podcast could have answered that for you. <laughs> so I'm, I'm an extreme saver. I was on the farthest end of the spectrum that was there. I was in the mid-range on money scarcity, which... I think is probably a healthy place to be. If, yeah, I was a little surprised by that for you, though. But I do think that's healthy to be there. That you know, you're not like I can get any kind of money or I can't get anything. And and I think I think to some extent that's that speaks to the fact that I'm willing to put money into the market, right? So I'm not. Sure. I'm willing to invest. I'm willing to ha- take some risk with my money, with the understanding that I'm going to be able to generate more from that right like we don't keep cash in the freezer so don't come to our house and go through our freezer there's not going to be any there thing for there for you to see so yeah i don't have gold bars sitting under my bed or anything (laughs) like that um which people do and and i think people that have that that high scarcity mindset would do things like that um and then from a safety status standpoint my i am very much on the extreme safety side so uh, I care more about making sure that I'm secure in my future, that I have money for a rainy day, that I'm going to be secure in retirement, than I am making sure that um, I live life luxuriously today. <laughs> You're going to do the do the safety dance. <laughs> do the safety dance. I think you wrote that song. <laughs> I sure did. Yeah, I, I was a bit surprised with my results, a little bit. So I came out extreme spender. And I think that's because of the way that the test was written. Like there were really only two options. So you either were kind of a spender or saver. So I pretty much always answered the spender way. But um, I would argue that I'm more in the middle uh, because I, I, I do like to spend, but I do like to save. Like I like to have money. So I don't spend everything. Um, for example, when I lived in New York City, when I was single, back in the old single days, you know, I was spending everything I made. I mean, I did save, I put 10% towards my 401k. It was just coming out, so I never saw it. But what I did take home in my paycheck went out the door. I was I was trying to make the most of my life being there. I was going to fancy dinners. I was going to shows. 
I didn't go into debt though, so I didn't didn't borrow, uh, but I was definitely definitely enjoying my time there. You certainly were. You were not putting money into the old retirement fund aside yeah, from I, like the the, the minimum, minimum, like ten percent, the minimum that your company would match. And right. Yeah. It was it was enough to actually make me concerned. <laughs> if you recall, when we were dating, we had pretty serious conversation around how I could not be married to somebody that was that spendy. <laughs> but here we are. Um, on the scarcity, I think we were we 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 rated the same, which I would totally agree. Uh, I I feel like we both have a healthy mindset there and are very similar there. Um, on the status and safety, though, shocking, I was far status. And by shocking, I'm being sarcastic. That is totally me. <laughs> I, I do not have a safety mindset. Um, and I do care about nice things. And this is, again, something else that I struggle with. You know, I try not to compare and try not to keep up with the Joneses, but it is something that I I have in my life. And I think this is where a lot of our arguments, I think you nailed it right on the head, um, you know, you have this tendency towards safety and I have this tendency towards status. And so that also comes through kind of in the spending safe saving. Obviously, it's almost kind of right. the same, right? It's, hey, I want to spend and have these nice things because I care about status and looking a certain way and enjoying certain things and you care all about safety. And so that's definitely been an area in our life where we've had to to work through. And I'm I'm sure a, a saver could be focused on status and a spender could be focused on safety, but I'm assuming that's a pretty rare combo. Right. And I definitely, I mean, that's why in this podcast, I think we've focused on the save versus the saver versus the spender, because it really, to your point, I think it aligns also with the safety and status. But I think that we've both made a lot of progress in this area. I think you've started to enjoy nice things in life and loosen up a bit. I have. I but have. I, I think a lot of that is because we've gotten into a good place. We've got right. a pretty good big safety net there that you finally are able to let loose the reins a little bit and yep. kind of come a little bit moderate going towards the middle there. And I think I've been able to focus on helping us get to agreeing that we needed to get to a safe place with our savings before we kind of go all out. So I feel like... You know, I think we're starting to move a little bit on the spectrum now that we've gotten that safety net pretty well, that we can start, you know, m- moving a little ways. But but that is a journey, and I think that's yeah. your point, is that this, this, this development doesn't happen overnight, and you can't just change who somebody is. You need to be able to work with how they are, and so we've been able to work within our personality, our money personality types in order to find a way that's working for us and i would encourage our listeners to do the same you're not going to you're not going to make your your saver a spender or your spender a saver or your high scarcity person a low scarcity person you you need to find ways to work with that person um to find a way that is uh compatible with your marriage so all right. Yeah. So we want you to continue this conversation. So ch- we're going to challenge you to go out, look at the show notes, take one of these quizzes, or if you find a third quiz or fourth quiz, awesome, and tell me about it because I want to take it. Um, so go take one of these quizzes, sit down and talk through the results with your spouse. Uh, again, like what David said, the whole point of this is to really understand yourself and to understand your spouse so that you can be aware of where you might have differences and where 
uh, issues might arise that you need to focus more your communication, your plans on. So have a little fun with this and learn, learn, take the opportunity to learn more about yourself and your spouse. So David, for us, since we already went through these things, <laughs> if you were able to add another spectrum, because we only saw three of the seven spectrums to the Rachel Cruz quiz, what is a spectrum you would add and what would you measure? Mm, mm. Tell, you better not have cheated and went out and find the other. I the didn't. Other I don't know what her other four we'll spectrums to, we'll are. We'll have to buy her a book and read it. <laughs> um, I would probably add something to the effect of procrastination versus proactiveness. Ooh, and tell me more. Let me explain on that. So this is, the more I'm thinking about this now, I think it probably ties in with that avoider um, category that, that you talked about in the, um, in, in the Money Harmony quiz. Is, are you more someone that wants to procrastinate in dealing with your finances and putting off your finances? Or are you someone that, all you think about the only thing that's on your mind right now is your money and you're very proactive about it to the extreme where maybe maybe you know if if it's all you're thinking about it'd be obviously be too much it could be debilitating because you're too proactive you're too planful maybe and you can't function outside of that um so I'm, i'm thinking those two spectrums does that does that make sense nice yeah that makes sense so for me, I was going to go with cardboard box to mansion, <laughs> like the mash game you played as a kid. Are you going to get the shack or the mansion? No, actually, that was a joke. Oh, um, boy. My real one is actually kind of similar. It's a little adjacent to what you were talking about, but I went after it from a spontaneity. Ooh. So can you make a quick decision to spend or do you need a lot of time to think about it? Ooh, so timeliness of making. Um, because I see this a lot with us. Now, it, it, you need to be a spectrum on small or large things. Like both of us on large purchases need a lot of time and we need yes. to think about it. But when it comes to small things, and I guess maybe we argue over a definition of small, but like I said, the example of like, oh, I want to, you know, take a friend to dinner or buy this little gift. Like I can do that on a moment's notice and want to react and do it. But for you, you still take a lot of time to make that decision. So that's what I was thinking about, like the timeliness or spontaneity of um, spending or even saving. It could be like, how quickly do you make a decision on what to do with your money? So it's kind of a little bit like what you were talking about, but more on the timeliness. I think that's good. I think you could write some questions on that and maybe start your own quiz. Oh, that's a great idea. (laughs) Goal for 2021. (laughs) To think of a cool name for my money personality quiz. Maybe I can just combine all of the quizzes like all of them together into one massive quiz. You could have the master quiz. That'd be awesome. All right. Well, I think that about wraps up our conversation for today. We'd love to hear how your conversations about money have gone or to take your questions on a future episode. <laughs> you can email us at marriageandmoneypodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at marriage.and.money. Also, please rate and review us on iTunes as that helps us continue to reach more people. Thank you once again for joining us this week. And remember that whether you're a spender or a saver, your best financial life lies somewhere in the middle.